0: Okay, hello, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. We are on episode 106, and today I am extremely excited to introduce Ilana Jankovic. Ilana um, is joining us today. She is joining us all the way from Zurich in Switzerland. She's the founder of Mindful Money Coaching, happily married with two young adult children, both of whom are pursuing their life's passion. And... Now, Alana has also discovered her life's passion. We're going to talk about that right now. Alana, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jake, and thank you for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure. Thank you so I much like for it. being with us. Thank you. Um, let's, let's dive straight in. Tell us, what is you, 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 you've discovered your life's passion. What is it?
1: I enjoy helping people find opportunities to make money. I think that there's so much shame and secrecy around money, that people hold back, they limit themselves. So what I do is working with predominantly women, although I do work with guys as well, mostly in couple coaching, but with the women I work with, a lot of them are coaches or business owners or startups. They've learned a certain skill or qualification, but they don't know how to generate money. For me, this is the easy part. I find ways I don't leave money on the table. So I help them to see where the opportunities are and how to start their business off from ground zero to building it up into having courses, having diff- diff- showing up online, doing different things and just really building a business. A lot of them don't know. They either know how to health coach or s- they've started something, but they don't know where the money opportunities are. Yeah. And that, for me, is
0: the, the passionate part, the part that I love. I love it. I love it. And um, so, I mean, there's so many different ways we could go from here. We how how did you come to that point then? Because there there's many many people. I, I say many people. Obviously, it's I guess it's uh, it's very personal and individual. But I, and you anticipate there's a lot of people out there who perhaps are going through the motions day by day by day, but not necessarily living aligned with their highest values and what they enjoy doing uh what they where they feel they can have the most value um so would you share just a little bit about your your backstory and how did you actually come to the point where you decided or you thought or you felt or you were guided to say yeah do you know what actually money money coaching is is where i can add the most value this is where i want to be
1: kind of a two two sort of separate stories but the one part is i'm a, I'm a problem solver i'm a puzzle puzzle maker Come up with solutions. I'm incredibly creative on finding a solution to a problem. And if I'm presented with something, I find the solution. So somebody will come to me with a startup business and say it's not making money. I will find how they can make money. But coming back to how I got into this, I went for money coaching myself I had my own issues with money growing up in South Africa, growing up with a lot of poverty. I realized that I needed, eventually realized I needed to get help with um, sorting out my money. And when I was going through the process, I realized that hmm, I know people that are going through this. I know friends of mine that are lying to their partners or um, keeping things secret or not being just yeah not being themselves because they weren't empowered they didn't have their own money some of my friends or people that I knew were living a life that they weren't happy because they they didn't have finances to do certain things that they wanted to do and I realized I could help these people I could actually help these people and change their lives so I started I had a full-time job I started coaching for free to see if this would actually work until it actually got to a point where I didn't have time to go to work. I was just needed to go full time into <laughs> coaching. Yeah. So that's how I actually got into to cut a long story very short.
0: I love it. I you just what you what you mentioned there at the end as well about offering your services for free. Or maybe you didn't even consider it that way at the start, but talking to people for free and coaching for free at the start is such a, a, a valuable thing to do i personally believe it is you know we obviously we, we have an audience of entrepreneurs that are listening and business owners startup business owners and even to the stage where people are finding what they want to do and I, f- I couldn't agree more that that testing the water seeing if this is something that people are prepared to spend their time doing and then ultimately spend their money doing as well uh, i think that's a really pertinent point so thank you for for sharing that um why this is a this is such a broad question but why money why, and by that I mean, why money, and why does money bring up, why is it such an emotive word for so many people?
1: Because it brings up a lot of emotions. When I often, when I speak to, when I do public speaking and I say to people, if I say to you money, what, what, comes, what comes to mind? People will say, pay my bills, stress. Some will say freedom, some will say not enough. Debt, pension, all those things that bring up a lot of feeling for them when they say those words. Money is connected to every single thing that we do. It gives us opportunities, it's, it gives us choices. And without understanding our money situation and without being comfortable with making money or earning money and not limiting ourselves, having blocks. We've got lots of people that have got money blocks. It stops you from living the life that you could be living. It puts a lot of stress on you. I work with a lot of people that have been through burnouts because they're working so hard. I always say, I'll teach you how to work smart. You know, I had, I've just had a call now with a client. We've just, I've just finished before our call now, Jake. And literally, I, she's just finished her second workbook with me. And I said to her, you've got the mindset The mind shift, shift, the the mindset shifts around time. (laughs) The mindset shift. I said, you're ready to make money now. I said, let's look at your program. Let's see what you're doing. Because some people take quicker to get it. Other people take longer. But once you've got it, once you've realized that the difference between you and somebody else making money is the mindset Believing that there's enough, believing that you're good enough, believing you have something to offer the world, as opposed to believing that I'll never make money, I'm always going to be in this situation, life is hard, money is difficult to come by, those are money myths, money is evil, it's for everybody else but me, when you break free from that, you're able then to see the opportunity, you're able then to realize that life has got choices, and you can choose. Do I stay in this shitty mindset? Sorry for whoever's listening, or do I choose an abundance mindset? I always say there's a long line between poverty, yeah, or scarcity and abundance. Which side do you choose? Where do you want to be? And it's a choice, like everything.
0: Do you feel do you feel that a lot of people do you feel that the major barrier that people have is they feel that they don't have the choice when they first start? Or what do you feel is the num? It might be quite hard to quantify, but is there a number one barrier that people have? Is it always personal, personalised? Um, are, there, are there specific traits that you see, I guess is what I'm, I'm asking, when you work with people for the first time?
1: It comes from their money story, which has been inherited by their parents' beliefs, behaviours and patterns. So by the time we are born... Babies to the time we are ten years old, we have taken on all our parents' beliefs. Their patterns become our behaviors, and our beliefs, and we just play that out without even realizing. Have you ever realized or said something and then realized, "My gosh, I sound just like my dad, or I sound just like my mom"? Has it ever happened to you?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Do they just <laughs> yeah. like my mom, and I hate that. <laughs> You've taken on their beliefs and their patterns. We mirror our parents. Now, a lot of our parents grew up in a very different time to what we growing up in. Our grandparents grew up in a time of the war. They gave to your parents and their, your parents have given to you the same scarcity, the same poverty mindset. And we are just living what we've been shown and what we've been taught without actually thinking, does this make sense? Does this does this serve me? Do I want to change it? I had that, and I said, "No, I want to change it. I don't want to. I don't want to live like that anymore."
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. Thank you. That's. I think that's incredibly powerful. This idea of a money blueprint is it? Is it something that is? You talk about being inherited from parents and grandparents and such. So, is it something that once? I, I guess that from what I'm interpreting, what I, I say interpreting, but understand from what we've talked about, is it is something that you can control? You take ownership over. It is something that can be changed. Is it something that can also be, um, is it something like a habit that you can slip back into? So let's say people work yes. with you, yes. they, they, they build up an idea, but then they kind of go back to their old habits, their old ways. Or is it something yes. that, it, does it need continual work and such?
1: You need to continually work at it. It's easy to slip back. I've worked through this ages ago, years ago, and about a month ago, I found that I woke up in the middle of the night because, and I wrote a blog about it because I want people to know, yes, it does happen. It it happens to me. It happens to anybody. I had spent a lot of money. One of my clients is a fashion stylist and I decided to get a complete wardrobe revamp because Clothes for me, something was a complete waste of time. I didn't want to have to spend money or time going and shopping and looking for clothes. Um, as my husband says, I'm everywhere, every husband's dream because I don't spend money on clothes. I have the bare necessities. and But I decided for my work and because I do a lot of public speaking and because I have to show up, I needed to go and get some new things. And I'd spent money with this... First of all, with a stylist and then her, the things that we bought together. And I felt very good about it. But I woke up in the middle of the night, the one night, and I thought, what the heck have you done? You've just blown this amount of money on clothes. Are you mad? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I realized I couldn't get back to sleep. And I got up the next morning and I thought, okay, I need to go for a walk. I need to... Why am I so stressed about this? I wanted to cancel. I wanted to stop all the, you know, basically stop everything. And I realized that the scarcity mindset had crept in. Yeah. That I'd realized that, but hang on, I've got the money to pay for this. I've been planning this for ages and I've felt really good about doing it, but yet my subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is like a movie. You playing this movie over and over you, the child in the movie, and you need to be able to get in control of those thoughts that go on in the subconscious. Had played me the same movie over and over from the past about how I never had, and I got scared. And when I was awake and I could actually realize what was going on, I thought, hey, hang on a second, like, this is nonsense. You can afford it. You've put the money aside for it. You've budgeted for it. Cause I always help my clients with budgeting, saving, working out a plan where they are now, where they want to get to and everything in between. And I realized that scarcity mindset still creeps up. You've just got to know that you're in control of it. It's not in control of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it was all cool again.
0: I love it. I love it. So it's, it's, So it is something that even as yourself, obviously you're you're the, you're the coach here, but even yourself, you identify moments, and it's being able to identify those times when you do slip into old habits, and then you know ultimately realigning uh, yourself and, and reminding yourself as well that actually it is possible. Exactly. Yeah. So could I ask then if, if for somebody when if if, if I, let's go this way for it, slightly different way for me, I've I personally have been. Uh, or increasingly I would say certainly uh, with my online business that's been going about five years now but more so probably in the last year to 18 months have become more fascinated with the topic of money um, and I personally f- find it quite I would say difficult to talk I know there's some people I could talk to about that and say I'm fascinated about money and other people if I if I try to have that conversation with them I just don't feel that they they get it um, and in my mind it's not a greed thing it's not anything like that it's just a case of there's a certain, I've got an idea about where I'd like to be uh, financially. I've got an idea about how I'd like to provide for, for me, but for family as well. Um, So where do you think that's a slightly different thing, but maybe that's something that you also deal with with clients is uh, how do people approach it? If they do have maybe those feelings of, I can't talk to these people. I can't talk to these people. These people get it. These people don't. So, do you do you kind of refer? Do you recommend that people are solely surrounding themselves with people that they can talk about it? Is it important to be around the right people, or should do you feel you should be able to talk with that about anybody? What are your what are your kind of thoughts there,
1: Jake? I think first of all, money isn't something we were taught and grew up speaking about. That's why we're all in the situation that we're in now, where we realize that money—it wasn't taught at school, it wasn't taught, spoken about at home. It's the same thing we say religion. Religion, sex, and money, something we don't talk about. You don't talk about it to anybody else. You don't tell people how much you earn. You know, it's just something you don't do. However, it's something that can be actually, I mean, I've got friends that I do talk about it to. You know, we will say, I've got my group of close friends. I'll say, I've just done, I've just sold two VIP clients today. I've just done this, this, and we celebrate each other. It's definitely about surrounding yourself with people who get you. Yeah, There will always be people that won't get it, then don't waste your time talking to them. Rather be with the people that support you and support your vision. Because it's also not just about the money. The money is the reward you get for the job well done. Money is an energy. So when you portray the energy and you're doing the work, you will get paid for it.
0: Yeah. Um, If there's
1: people that don't get you... To waste
0: your time with him yeah i love uh, it's it's fascinating I, I i you've just worded it perfectly money is the reward for the hard work that you've done um i i I love that I, it's when we when we start working with clients i mean I, I, i'm not a money coach um but we we generally say that the money is it's kind of one outcome of of what you do but ultimately you're looking to add value to people you want to help people get a result money go. is what, one of the outcome that comes from that right
1: there you go
0: yeah, uh, which I think is is, is really powerful. Um, what's what's something that people listening today, uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the, the ways that you come in and support people, but what's what's something that people listening today could do? What kind of first actions could they do, perhaps on their own, or if they're looking to get more support with this as well, to really start taking ownership over either their finances or their money mindset?
1: You can only control something that you understand. If you don't understand where the money is going, I often have people that say to me they've got more money than money. If you don't understand the relationship with money, it's very difficult to get in front of it and control it. We talk, when, when I talk about money, I talk about the different characteristics that come up when we are talking about somebody's money mindset. So we've got eight different money archetypes. These archetypes were designed and come from the 1930s, I think 1900 sometime um, with Carl Jung who is a Swiss philosopher and psychiatrist and he designed something called archetypes. Now the money archetypes have been further designed where we talk about what sort of behaviors come up for you? What sort of traits are you displaying? So these are not your personalities, but these are your money mindset that come up. For instance, somebody could be the innocent, which means that they have their head very much in the sand. They don't want to know about how much money is in the bank account. They don't even know how much debt they own. They don't take responsibility when it comes to money. They're often looking for somebody to come and save them. I get a lot of women that are innocent. So they feel nearly their money situation is, they're hopeless. They're absolutely helpless in their money situation. But understanding that first and recognizing it, then they can change something about it. Then they can say, I need help. Mm. A lot of them are waiting to be rescued. They're waiting to marry this guy who's going to build this beautiful house and buy them all these things. Sometimes that doesn't happen. They get very more and more frustrated as the years go on. Or someone could be, they've had things they feel very done by, hard done by. They've got very much the the victim mentality. And this comes out not only in their money relationships, not only in their working experiences, but it will come out in love relationships. It will come out in everything. Because they feel the victim. They feel I should've, I could've, I would've, All these things, because either they've got divorced or the father didn't earn good money and he divorced their mother or something's happened. There's been some sort of a trauma that's been attached to their lives. So as you can hear, I deal very much with the psychology and the emotional side of money. I don't tell you how to invest your money or how to bitcoins or any of that type of stuff. I don't even understand myself. I work with, with the emotional side of money. Yeah. A lot of people have got, for instance, the martyr, where they're doing things for people. They're doing it for free. They don't know their value because they don't believe they're good enough. They don't believe that their self-esteem has been knocked as a child. And they've taken that into adult life. You know, dad saying, you don't deserve that toy because you've been naughty today or whatever. All the years, I don't deserve or you don't deserve that toy, I don't have money today. You take that into your life and your whole life, I don't deserve, I don't deserve that job. I don't deserve that promotion. And I don't deserve that girl, she's never gonna date me. I don't deserve my business to do well. That knocks your confidence. It knocks how you show up in the world. And that comes from being a martyr. A lot of people that are martyrs do things for everybody else but themselves. And I see burnout. I see a lot of burnout in in that area. And there's eight different archetypes going on. There's the creative artist, the person who's very creative, that's arty, but doesn't know how to work in the material world. Will do beautiful work, but doesn't charge for it. There's people that are tyrants, that are really materialistic and wanting what the neighbors have got, wanting, why do they, why can they have that and I can't have that? Or another another one is they think about today, I always say they're planning Saturday night where the party is and where the rave is, but they're not planning their future, their pension. Yeah. The cup is always overflowing, it's not half full. Mm. They don't, they need to understand those characteristics about themselves. Then there's, one of them is the magician. Um, I've got a group with the money magicians because we've all been through the program and we know how to make money. We don't leave money on the table. We see opportunities and we take them. The magician turns things into money-making. And the way they can find out what characteristics there are, which ones are passive and which ones are active, I've got a quiz on my website which they can take at any time. It's a free quiz called MindfulMoneyCoaching.com. And there's a qu- the quiz will tell them exactly what is their characteristics and what shows up for them. Once they understand this, they can change it. And they can then realize, do they want help? Or do they want to stay having high innocent archetype or high victim archetype? I always say you tolerate it and you'll stay with it until you can't tolerate it anymore. And then you change it. Then you work with a coach. Then you get it fixed. Then you work through the healing of where did all this stuff come from? Why am I carrying my parents' stuff or living through my parents' divorce and trying to sort out their lives? Or why am I... got? dysfunctional family loyalties and supporting my brother who's very capable of working or whatever the situation is half the time they're doing things consciously but literally with blinkers on so that's kind of where we see a lot i see a lot of the problems
0: yeah so identifying so if I may then just identifying the the type um of uh of kind of mindset that people have money mindset that people have is a great place to start because as, as you said before uh you can only c- control something that you understand uh, you. I've made a, made a note of that as well There's a few quite a few little phrases if you see me typing by the way I'm, I'm just typing anything that you write down which I which I love um and we will use these when we when we pro- promote the episode um so that so for, for for people listening to be able to understand that and and why perhaps they do what they do or um uh, if they've ever wondered why they, they they think or have a certain approach to finance and to money um then going and taking a look at that quiz um we'll get we'll put all the links in the show notes but take a look at that quiz just re, re, would you just remind us of the link um
1: mindfulmoneycoaching.com
0: thank you mindfulmoneycoaching.com we will put the link in the show notes. Uh, go across and take that quiz and find out your money type um, i love it so we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we'll just i'll, I'll ask you a couple more questions if i may and then we'll we'll, 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 we'll um uh, put a few links in and we'll share some links about where people can connect with you how um how do you how do you become certif- a certified money coach it sounds it, 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 where does that come from is the various different bodies is there one specific body i'm quite interested in that area as well i found that quite fascinating
1: it's basically a coaching diploma like any other coaching diploma one of the things that i really believe that has helped me to do the work that i do is number one i've had my own business before for probably about 25 years before i became a coach So I've run a business and I know what works, what doesn't work. That's the first thing. The second thing is I've lived through various different, you know, poverty with parents, my mom being a widow at a very young age. So I've lived through poverty. I've seen poverty and I've seen what I don't want. So when I do the work that I do, a lot of it is lessons that I've had to go through myself experiences I've had to go through believing that I was good enough believing that I can make success of this I also use NLP um, which I've studied which is neuralistic programming is why people think the way they think how they think the language of of understanding how people process stuff so I combine it And I combine all the little bits and pieces and really just solve a problem for somebody starting a business that doesn't know how to get it from A to B. They've got an idea, but they're not quite sure where the money is going to come in. And sometimes they resist. Sometimes they want to do it their way until they're like second year into the business, third year, and it's still making money. A lot of the times they take it on from the beginning and say, well, you know, show me, show me how to do it. What do
0: I need to do? Yeah, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to dive in, if I may, with just a few quick fire questions, um, sure, sure. and then we'll we'll, um, we'll we'll wrap up and and uh, share uh, some social links for people to connect with you. I, I would usually, I, I guess, I'll ask this more specifically with with money and money mindset because we've talked about that and you've you've shared an example of when you need to keep refreshing your own blueprint as well so do you, is there a, a, an unusual morning or daily practice that you have that kind of sets you up for the day uh, that will be the usual question but i'd, I'd ask is there a, a, a daily habit morning routine evening ritual for example something that just reaffirms your your money blueprint that you use
1: i do every single morning i do gratitude and meditation and I've been doing and I, and I do it at night as well I do gratitude before I go to bed but I do meditation I do journaling what I've realized a while ago was I don't enjoy sitting doing meditation where it's just completely quiet my brain goes into a million directions I need to do this I need to do this I need to follow this one up I like guided meditation hmm. and a lot of people that I work with do just the other way and I realized a while ago the reason why I do that is because that feeds me I feed people during the day I work with people I give advice I get their their what they're doing in their work I get their workbooks back and I find solutions and I give them so if you think of a hose pipe the hose, the tap is on and there's stuff going the water is going out when I do a guided meditation, it's coming back because we need to feed ourselves as well. And we need to fill up. So I do guided meditation every day, and it's I do them just literally from YouTube in the morning, first thing in the morning, and it kind of sets my day just on the right track. I also then go for a walk in nature, which keeps me very grounded. I believe that the bottom chakra is very grounded; it's very rooted. It's all about being rooted, and that's where for me starting the day like that is absolutely essential. and that's I'm very right. fortunate because I live two minutes, one minute from a forest, so and it's safe, so I can walk where I couldn't do this in South Africa um, yeah. and go for like an hour walk in the morning.
0: Amazing, beautiful, thank you. Um, who has and it may be somebody close, it may be somebody distant, it might be somebody like literally you've never met um but who close or distant do you feel has been the most influential on in your growth and your success and where you are today
1: there's so many there's so many um it's quite interesting because the other day i asked you in my group who they who would they like to go and have dinner with what influential person they'd want to have dinner with um if you could choose any person and it's not and, and for me, the person I chose was Nelson Mandela because I believe he's a legend. And I think that what he's done with people, with society, with bringing racism, you know, people together, people together through sport to me has blown my mind. And just the type of person he was, the example that he set for people not to carry anger, not to carry unforgiveness, but to rather love and respect. I think it's been one of the biggest influences of my life. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely my Diva.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, Is there a particular book that you would recommend that you, maybe one that you come back to again and again, or one that you've enjoyed recently that you think is just, Is going to add value to people that are listening.
1: There's so many. Um gosh, I've read I've read Super Tractor by Gabriella Bernstein again now, I think for the second or third time. Um I read Louise Hay. I've got, gosh, I've got so many in my covered. Um Gabo Mateo, who writes about trauma, he's he's one of my favorites. He's a psychiatrist who writes about how he's ADHD and how it came on from trauma. And trauma can set, all of us have had trauma in our childhood, small, big, birthing trauma, different types of trauma, parents losing money, whatever. And it sets in us, in our lives, a blueprint, the way we are, the way we do things, our money, our relationship with money, our relationship with people. Um, so Gabo Mateo is one of my one of my absolute favorites that I absolutely love reading. His stories and how he's helped people work through ADHD, different things that that kids have got that parents just want to give a tablet to. But you know, he's saying that to get to the crux of the matter of why they're there, what was the trauma and dealing with the trauma. So again, the psychology books. I also like uh, Simon Sinek and, you know, um, all these other books, but I do always tend to i have got limited time. So when I do read, I do read the psychology books.
0: Thank you. I'm, I'm frantically typing away, uh, notes here. So, um, I'll put, um, Gabor Mate um, in the He's amazing. show notes. Have you heard of him? I haven't, no. So I'm, I'm just looking there now as, we, as we're chatting. Um, I will put the link in there for, for people listening. Uh, you mentioned Louise Hay and um, Gabby, Gabby Bernstein's Bernstein,
1: book. Yeah. Uh, super Attractor. I mean, so many. Uh, super, I've just read Super Attractor. I read it last year during COVID and I read it again. And also the one I've just also looked kind of through. I was looking for notes the other day on judgment. Hmm. You know, about when you judge others, you judge in yourselves. It's to make yourself feel better. So you judge other people and why you do
0: that. Yeah, it's interesting. Who, who, is, that, is that from... So it's In like Bernstein. Yeah.
1: Bernstein. Oh, is
0: it? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Perfect. I bought, okay. that,
1: I bought that book a couple of years ago because uh, my daughter came home one night having had too much to drink and I didn't say a word to her. I just looked at her and she said to me, I gave her a judgment face and I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was doing that because I always think I try and not be my mother. And uh, I went and actually got her book, Gabriela Bernstein's book on judgment. And I thought, I need to learn something here. So uh, a couple of years ago, my daughter's a lot older now. And yeah. uh, I actually was looking the other day because I was picking up a lot of judgment in with some women I was working with, and had to go through a couple of the exercises in there just to kind of, yeah, kind of refresh. So it's a, a book I would recommend.
0: That's because right. one of
1: the things, one of the things I think most people do is not only judge others, but we judge ourselves a lot.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will, I will find the links for all those and put them in the um, in the show notes for those listening. Thank you. We've got a, almost a full library there um, of things for for people listening to 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 go and read. Uh, just, just a couple of final questions, if I may. I'm, I'm very conscious of time, With and I pleasure. want to be respectful of your time as well um if there's if you could get a message out to it might be around finance um or or money and money mindset but it might be something totally different but if you could get a message out and share something that, that that the world i guess could see um maybe a quote maybe a saying maybe a phrase maybe just a thought um what would that be
1: gosh I suppose one of the things that I often say is if you're doing something, which Albert Einstein said, if you're doing something the way you've always done it and you're expecting different results, you need can't remember how it exactly goes, you need to change it because you're going to get the same results. So if you are not making money, you're not improving your business, your business is the same, do something different. Change the way you're doing things. Ask for help. You know, Einstein says you're basically a fool by repeating the same mistakes over and over. Yeah. Do something different.
0: Thank you. That's the, the definition of insanity I think attributed to doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I love it, that's
1: uh, it.
0: I, th- I think I think that quote is posted all over social media <laughs> today. Um, Perfect. So final question and then we're gonna we're gonna uh, invite um, if you would mind just sharing uh, uh, the best way for people to connect with you. Um, the, the name of the, the podcast is called influence. Um, I'd love to know what does the word influence mean to you?
1: when I think of influence, I think of how I can influence positively and how I can help people to change their relationship with money, to influence them to making good decisions about money. A lot of the young people that I work with find that when I say the word pension, they feel like they've been they're robbing themselves of living this life now, can be spending this money now, down, having this fantastic life, going to pizza and doing these wonderful things. But when I tell them that the pension is their money for their future self, it's not robbing themselves, they understand it. And then I feel that I'm able to make a small influence in their lives. Influence also just means that changing people's perspectives helping them to get the life that they desire or that they deserve. So it's quite a loaded it's quite a loaded word that
0: in, in what way?
1: You can influence them in, in, in lots of, in lots of different ways but it's got to be good influence it's got to be and you've also got to lead by example. I really believe that with anything that you do if you're not congruent why would people believe you why would people how can you influence people so you need to be congruent you need to talk the talk but not only talk the talk you need to walk the walk live it and then you influence people
0: i love it thank you very much um i I, I I just I love asking that question because it, it comes back with so many different responses but I genuinely appreciate that as well and and I fully agree that um influence for good ultimately is is where we're yeah. looking and and being a role model uh it's certainly something that I in, increasingly remind myself of and see see myself as as well and and I think I'm sure I'm sure you do and I hope many people that listen do as well um, I mean, i've really enjoyed this what what what's the best way for for people to connect? who are the type of people that ideally would have been listened to this episode who are the type of people that would ideally connect with you and be able to to, to learn a bit more and would it be the, the the money quiz that's the best place for them to the
1: money quiz is the best way to start because literally what they do is they go and take the money quiz they can book an appointment with me if they want to have a free chat and just to find out what their scores, what I'm seeing in the scores, because they won't see the behavior or how they can change things. And I can give them advice how to change it also by they really want to change it for good, working with me with my different programs. So I have got a course starting in September, a group course where it's going to be at a, re- a reasonable price. People can come in. We're going to have a weekly group, quite a small group, but also I will be taking them through the workbook so they're not doing it on their own. It will be a close interaction with other people. I will be getting some of my other clients that are guests that will come in as guest edit, uh, guest speakers to talk about different things that will help their businesses or help them on a personal level, if it's on health or healing or whatever, whatever it is, depending on the makeup of the group and take them through the program to transform their money, transform their business to make money in their business. A lot of people come to me and they don't have basic things in their business that, that are missing. And they're like, I had a client just recently, she's actually got a podcast um, herself. And she interviewed me a while ago where, where I was talking about money addictions And one of the things with her, she's now working with me. She's a client. She's got a mailing list, a really healthy mailing list. She promotes everybody else. She promoted me being on the talk with her. She doesn't promote herself in a newsletter. How people can work with her, how they can, if what she does, it's about how she did this podcast for this person. And I'm like, that needs to change right away, like in the first session. So, the peep, yeah that that that's basically where it starts
0: perfect thank you so the 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 link one more time for people to to come across is uh the uh, mindfulmoneycoaching.com
1: yeah
0: uh, where people can go through and they can take that quiz and then get a, a, a real deep understanding of exactly what their responses mean what their answers mean so that they've as you say they once they, they they know where they are then they can start making an action plan around that as well yeah fantastic fantastic and if people want to connect with you on social media where would be the best place to do that alana
1: instagram under my name um, but through the quiz is the best the best way because they can book an appointment in my calendar and we set up a time to talk
0: perfect perfect so we will put all the links uh, including instagram i'm delighted that you said instagram uh we will put all the links um in the show notes for for everybody listening to go ahead and check that out as well um alana thank you so much i genuinely appreciate your time uh certainly don't take it for granted um is there anything you'd like to to, to leave us with or just finally say to, to people that listen today i'll leave that with you oh, i've
1: got a nice tip for you guys If you want to save 10,000 pounds or whatever currency you're earning, sounds like a lot of money. I'm just thinking if you want an extra 10,000 at the end of the year in your bank account, be it to book a holiday, go skiing or whatever you want to do with it. It's literally 2740 a day. So if you can think about things that you do on a daily daily basis, is it that Starbucks coffee? Or is it going to the store to buy something because you're bored? Or buying something to cook for dinner and you've already actually got stuff in the cupboard or in the fridge? 27 a day, 27.40 per day will make you 10000 at the end of the year, which is just money that you've saved. It's so easy to save money. It's so easy to spend money. Nowadays, it's just that plastic card, people buying stuff on their phone uh, before they're even out of bed. My clients tell me about Zulando and all these different apps that they have on their phones, that they buy shoes and things and they don't even need it. I mean people are buying shoes and they're working from home. I mean uh, when your slippers are under your desk no one sees twenty seven forty per day because you don't spend twenty seven forty at Zulando, you spend a lot more. Ten grand at the end of the year. So just think about where you're spending your money. Is the money flowing out or is the money flowing in?
0: I love that. I love that. That is. <laughs> I, love, I just love the idea of people sat under, with, uh, at their desk at home with uh, beautiful shoes on, but of course, nobody's going to see them. Um, I'm with you, Alana. I've got the slippers on as well today. That's the beauty of working from home. Um, what a great thought and and a, a perfect place to leave it. So thank you so much for your time. Um, very much appreciated. Um, I look forward to sharing this episode now but no doubt there'll be a number of people contacting you as well. go ahead uh, mindfulmoneycoaching.com uh, take the quiz and connect with Alana over there. Thank you so much for being with us. Very much appreciated. Thank you Alana. Pleasure, Jake, and
1: thank you for
0: having me on. absolute pleasure. We will speak very, very soon. Everybody that's been listening, hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will see you in the next show. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavey.